Well, hello and welcome to Chapel Chat again, a podcast engaging questions of how life meets faith, uh, both in our oath faith community here at Ladue Chapel and our community at large. Uh, I'm Dieter Heinzel, one of the pastors at Ladue Chapel Presbyterian Church here in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm your host uh, on this journey. You can find more about us on our website, laduchapel.org, or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, we'd love for you to join us in worship on Sunday morning, or you can worship with us uh, online. I'm really pleased that uh, I'm here today with uh, Dave Curtis. Dave is a colleague of mine, a retired pastor, even though uh, I don't think he's really retired, right? Uh, we don't really retire once a pastor. I think you're always a pastor, and he certainly is. And uh Today, we want to start uh, something new that we haven't done on our podcast before, and that is we want to learn a little bit more about uh, the faith journey of our members. And so Dave has agreed to be uh, the guinea pig for the, for the first podcast on this. Uh, so uh, welcome, David. It's really great, great to have you here today. And so I'm, I'm just curious uh, how or, and who influenced your faith when you were a boy? Was it your parents? Was it a pastor? Was it a combination of two? Did you just stumble across it? How, how uh, did you get started on this faith journey? Well, thanks, Dieter. I'm glad this whole world of podcasts is new to me, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. My mother was from Norman, Oklahoma. Her dad, a barber, uh, grandmother, uh, a very devout Church of Christ member, uh, but mother herself married dad, who was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, my hometown, and he was from sort of a, his family was from a Pentecostal background in Arkansas. That sort of almost canceled each other out because neither <laughs> got interested too much in religion, but they took us. Dad took us and dropped us off on Sunday mornings at the uh, White City Baptist Church, Southern Baptist, for six. Then the neighbor next door, grade seven through nine, she said, could I take the kids to church with me? So we walked with her up to the Church of Christ. I remember being in youth group uh, one evening, and we were just having fun and games and silliness. And then we went into the site. They were, we were told that we were going to watch a baptism. And one of the girls our age was getting baptized. Well, we went from that rowdy, uh, enclave in rec in the rec hall and the sanctuary lights were down and being the full baptistry immersion practice by the church of christ uh the girl was baptized and as the words were being said do you accept jesus as the christ etc etc and she was immersed i i thought to myself I believe, and I can answer positively everything about accepting Jesus as the Lord, and I want this for myself. And and uh, the Methodist pastor, uh, one of the one of the brothers, I'm trying to think of which one the uh, founders of Methodism. Oh, one of the Wesleys. One of the Wesleys. Yeah. He said his heart was strangely warmed. warmed. Yeah, sure. and I felt that warming. But uh, it wasn't until a couple of years later when we moved homes that I asked the family if we could find a church home together. 
And when I was in about the 11th grade, we visited my aunt's church, Sheridan Avenue Christian Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we were all baptized as a family. In some ways, to me, anticlimactic in terms of the real deeper impact that I had already accepted that. Uh, It was like a formality, but for my family, it was a really good experience. That's really interesting, you know, that listening to you, I think I, I hear a lot of parallels between your, you know, faith development and maybe mine, because uh, my dad was Roman Catholic, my mother was Lutheran. And so uh, I, I grew up in, you know, different, with different uh, Christian traditions, like mm-hmm. I hear from you, you know, you had a Pentecostal background and a yeah. little bit of Baptist, Church of Christ, you know, <laughs> Methodism. Uh, and, <laughs> well, right. and I think, uh, I think that's true for probably many of us who didn't just grow up in, in one faith tradition, you know, I mean, we still have, I think, people who were born Presbyterian, right, grew up Presbyterian and will die Presbyterian. But uh, more often than not, you know, I think uh, we hear now stories like, like your own story, so, and, and how, that, how that affected you. Um, so how, how, how all of a sudden then did you uh, decide that after your heart was strangely warm, right. Right, strangely warm, right. how did you decide to go to seminary? Well, that was the beginning inner experience. And then the outer experience of that, we went to that Sheridan Avenue Christian Church, and uh, we had Camp Christian in Shoto, Oklahoma, outside of Tulsa, about an hour or so. Oh, sure. And there was a girl I was dating, and we were all going to take a hike as kids, and that's what I was interested in with, with my date and the hike. But the counselor said just before we left on the hike, she said, could we put your name in the hat for president of the district? And never giving it a thought that I would run. I said, oh, sure. Came back and they said, well, you're president of the Tulsa and the Northeast Area District of the CYF, Christian Youth Fellowship. I served that year visiting other Christian churches, encouraging kids to, uh, (laughs) this is a green behind the ears kind of experience. I was encouraging other kids in high school and those youth groups to maintain a strong youth group and to consider full-time Christian vocation, which I haven't really even decided for myself. But during that year, I did a, a, evidently a lot of soul-searching that I, I wasn't even aware of in the full conscious level. But I made a decision to go to the Disciples-Related School at Phillips University in Enid, Oklahoma. Sure. And There was a historic work that the Christian church had had, and even though I was in landlocked Oklahoma, I I developed a real interest in the people, the culture, and the wildlife of Africa. And so I was going to be a missionary to Africa. And back in those days, the late 50s, early 60s, it was a lifetime commitment. Nowadays, it's a two-term, a two-year, three-year commitment, and especially in Africa, that's about all that can be had because malaria, poverty, oh, sure. civil yeah. wars are all still rampant. So I started off my journey uh, in humanities and literature and got my BA degree. And the seminary was right there on campus. So I did eight years in the less than exciting town of Enid, Oklahoma, pretty bare around a town square. 
a friend of mine went there. Uh, it was his first call right out of seminary in Enid, Oklahoma. So yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Well, my first gig was a, before I was ordained, it was a uh, three-year stint as youth minister at First Christian Church in Hennessy, Oklahoma, one year at Luther, Oklahoma, and then I graduated and uh, began a 35-year journey after being ordained in May of 1970 at First Christian Church in Lawton, Oklahoma. So, so you've been at this a while. I've been. <laughs> I have in seventy. That's that's as they say, not my first rodeo. That's that's quite that's quite remarkable. So, thank you. It it really, um, unlike for me, where uh, ministry is really a, a, my second calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not what I used to do when I when I first entered the working world as as a young adult. But for you, it really was. You you. Ministry was your thing from the get-go. It was, and to me, it was a living out of my baptism. From seeing that first baptism, then having my own baptism, and I declared publicly to whatever that congregation was at the time with my family that I would dedicate my life to Christ. Uh, I was naive enough to take that seriously. and uh, And I have tried to do that for 35 years in an ordained capacity and and continue to try to lead that Christian commitment now that I'm a no. senior citizen. Right. So uh, just out of curiosity, do you remember your baptism day and date? Wow. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't remember those particulars. I remember it was our family. Okay. It was on a Sunday morning. It was part of the worship service. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, it was just... probably in my it was probably in my junior or senior year of high school, and that goes yeah back a ways. Well, it's interesting too. You know, we had um, last Sunday, which was Palm Sunday. You know, we had one of our members uh, remembered that on that particular day, ninety five years ago, he was baptized. And uh, I just remember my date because uh, I was baptized shortly after I was born and still in the hospital. I wasn't even baptized wow. in the church. But then, you know, such for yourself, many people are baptized later in their teens, you know, sometimes in their 20s, 30s, or in their 80s. So there is really not not a date for that. Well, it's interesting that that our entry into the Christ, into the church and the Christian faith happens in some traditions when you're infants and baptized mm-hmm. and sprinkled or poured. And in my background of tradition, uh, usually called more theologically conservative, where you're immersed. And it happens not until believers baptism or what they call the age of accountability, about 12 or so. Yeah. Uh, but wherever we enter it, uh, it is a journey. And it's a journey of faith, and it's a lifelong one. But so I also thought it was interesting when you mentioned that you wanted uh, to start out as a missionary in Africa because we're interested in, in wildlife and whatnot. So I think that sort of came around full circle for you, didn't it? Because I know I, I don't know if you're still a docent at the zoo, but I, I know you did that for for a long time. And I also know you went to Africa to 
to take photographs of wildlife and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it sort of seems your your missionary call has never really left you in a sense. Yeah, that's interesting. Thank you for reminding me of of that journey too, that part of the journey. Uh, the the first year I went to uh, undergraduate, nineteen sixty one, as a freshman, the news was all over the papers that the African uh, countries were getting their independence from their colonizers, be it British, German, Portuguese, France, and they were throwing those shackles off. Uh, in many cases, in violent ways. But they achieved independence, but they were saying, uh, no need to come to us. You know, we're in a turmoil time, but you raised us in your uh, training schools, in your missionary schools, and we'll carry on. And to this day, we have trouble getting back into the Congo because of continuing civil strife. Hmm. But in a nation of some 60 million people uh, in 19... 63 or so when they got their independence, there were only six college-educated people in the whole country, and they were basically products of different mission schools. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But, and then I did go to visit our mission fields in 1988 into the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and then we uh, were because of apartheid, we weren't allowed to go into South Africa, but we went into a neighboring country where we placed our missionaries called Lesotho. Mm, yeah. In the little mountainous kingdom of Lesotho, we had five missionaries. Huh. And it was a wonderful trip. I enjoyed seven and a half years as a docent tour guide at the zoo. So that was great to and now you're yeah. and now you're 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 back in the church lecturing and doing all sorts of things so uh it has really been a, a lifelong calling for you uh, even though you don't do you don't do quote unquote ministry full time anymore that's true so yeah every once in a while the doctoral robe comes out comes and out. bible and black book in hand and I'll do a wedding or unfortunately a funeral yeah. But that's rare these days. Yeah. But I really enjoy here at Ladue Chapel because we have a theology group. And that has grown to be extremely important to me because I get to read and talk about all the books I should have in seminary. Should have. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're like me, too, in a way, it's the more I study, the less I figure out how much or how little I really know. So it's uh, very true. It's a fascinating thing. But uh we really want to thank you today to just take the time and, and talk to me. It's it's always fascinating to talk to me. I'm glad that uh, you know you you are part of of my universe here in a sense because I'm always learning. And uh, so thank you for for taking the time doing this, thank and you. thank you for your ministry, continued ministry here at Ladue Chapel. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Wonderful. So thank you so much all for listening today. We hope uh, to hear you next time. And until, until then, blessings to all of you.